0: You're listening to Fit Pro Sessions with Parallel Coaching, episode number 26. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman and today's podcast, this is for you if you've lost your fitness study mojo, so stay tuned.
1: Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence.
0: We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
1: how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.
0: So I'm going to ask you a question straight up Hayley. Have you ever lost your mojo when it comes to anything in life? Maybe that's in study, in education, in the gym, in anything. Go for in it. In
1: the gym, actually, this week.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that recent. Oh, here that we go. I didn't know. Maybe we should have a different chat, actually.
1: <laughs> but... I usually, I get into the gym and I kind of do my warm-up and then any kind of yuckiness about not really fancy doing it kind of disappears by the time I've done my warm-up, got my headphones in. But the other day, I just I, I didn't have it. I just, like... Even after my warm-up, after my music, no mojo.
0: That's a really great point. Before we kickstart, I've got five key areas for you if you have lost your fitness study mojo. But what Haley just said is really key, isn't it? Is once you got past the warm-up of your workout, suddenly the mojo started to appear. So maybe, as a kind of a bonus number six, inside your fitness revision, you need a warm-up. Yes. That's a really great point. Yeah. Have I warmed up to revising or studying um, right now? If I've warmed up into studying, got my brain into gear, just like you get your body in gear, then maybe the main session becomes more bearable and the mojo comes back. You only yeah. need one good session before you're back on form, right? Back
1: on track. Yeah. I,
0: I get that as well. Certainly, from a I'm going to say from a learning perspective, I definitely lose my mojo. I'm on a number of courses at the moment, and I go through these kind of like. Dips and troughs and peaks. And some weeks are really good and some weeks aren't so great. And I'm guessing on
1: those good weeks you get more done and do more time, do you? Yeah, and and I
0: think the reason I get more done on those weeks or the weeks that are really good where the mojo is there is because I've got uh, a really good routine that works for me, which is one of my main points. Mm. So on a week whereby my week almost unfolds how I designed it. Yes. Uh, then I then suddenly the mojo is there and I feel good. I feel empowered and ready to do it. Yeah, yeah I think I like that. that's the key. Whereas for weeks where I haven't done or the mojo is lost is usually because something's happened in my week. Life's taken over. I hear you on that one. <laughs> okay, and and it, it doesn't. I just don't feel it. It's, it's something I, I I can't kind of like put lebargic, words to. Like magic it's
1: not really got the
0: yeah it's just not there it's hard to almost put words to yeah and that's that's one of the other things i want to talk about shortly is it's about a thought feeling and emotion and what i think and how i feel determined on how i act
1: so what do you reckon are the main reasons people lose their mojo i'm gonna say in studies
0: for fitness yeah uh certainly if they've had their course or been enrolled on a course for more than six months so I, i spoke to a couple of learners um then actually our learners, they 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 are phoned up for asking for some guidance, but they've been enrolled on their course for almost three years, and I think the number one thing that, that we got to the bottom of on these phone calls was they lost their initial excitement. So when you go and you know buy a course, enrol on a course, or buy anything, there's this initial kind of buyer's high and the the manuals get sent through your online logins come through, and you're like, "Oh, this is really good! I'm really excited and you the mojo is there because you remember why it is you're getting going, but two years on, novelty's that, not there is really the <laughs> not there, and so there's an element of like oh, oh, well, I'm not really sure why I'm doing it and you the the ladies I spoke to the other day but actually doing it one lady was just doing it because she'd paid a substantial amount of money for a course and she thought well i want to get my money out of it (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we had a really good reframe on that which was really nice um I just got my notes down here as well so for those of you that see me looking down i just made a ton of notes So i think this episode's a really key episode to get you back on track and yeah. find your mojo i'd also
1: say though with mojo that not just novelty wearing off if you've maybe decide or lost the reason why you're doing it which i think is linked to the novelty isn't it maybe something's changed since you enrolled on your course and then as a result you're kind of like well i not really got that why anymore yeah, yeah. i don't need to do it
0: like so I spoke said, to she another other lady, she'd actually had a couple of promotions at work and her initial reason for, for doing the course was to kind of jump ship and change career. But um. since having a couple of promotions, which were unexpected, kind of lifted her back up and had had a new initial excitement <laughs> of, 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 the, of the new job role. And uh, so the, yes. the the fitness thing got parked to one side. But if that's
1: the case, and you've now got to just find a new why, I would say is quite a huge part of it. So if you can find a new why wrapped into that, that why might not be... I'm going to pause gonna you there because, because number five, it, oh, my, my
0: okay. fifth point isn't about finding a new why, but it will certainly lead into okay, that. Okay, yeah, nice. And that, I think All another right. key point, is you mentioned, about, is about boredom. Um, and I'll admit, some weeks with the courses I'm on, it's not that the course is bored. Or I find it boring. It's just that at that moment in time, the emotion I feel is boredom. (laughs) And it just so happens to align with studying. And so now I link studying to boredom. Yes. And remember, you know, uh, boredom is just an emotion. It comes and goes as quick and fast as slow as as anger or frustration or joy or excitement so boredom is just one of those things but if you do find yourself bored what i what i've heard from a number of learners is that they're bored of their studies but they're not necessarily willing to do anything about that
1: yes and kind of they just see it as a chore like each time yeah
0: completely and we wrote a blog about this a few months ago about not seeing your studies as a chore absolutely and i think yep. you know it Hopefully, this resonates with you. You know, those feelings of boredom, of tiredness, of lethargic, which Hayley mentioned earlier. And suddenly, you find yourself in that moment of revising. You're now procrastinating, even though you're at the desk, you're procrastinating actually reading the manual, reading the book. Yeah. And so, you find yourself on Facebook, on Instagram, doing all the things you doodling, doodling <laughs> all the things. And suddenly, you're like, there's a, you know, you can see dust on the, on the, the TV and you'll find yourself dusting or you're cleaning the, cooker. Or the washing really <laughs> or the washing, doing. something like that and you find yourself easily distracted they're all signs that the mojo has gone and that you do need to do something about it it's not gonna happen on its own nice. I think that's the key is the only person that is going to be able to pull yourself out of this mojo is you nice so in the weeks where I feel Low on my studies, or I feel bored in that moment. The only one person that's going to pull me out is me. So, what do we do? So, what do we do? So, point number one, point number one, I'm just trying to read my writing here as I made notes. Oddly, not oddly, these are planned. We do plan these. Um, I put down, I thought about, you know, what I've done or what have we seen success with learners before. And one of the the number one point is I always talk about adding rather Mm -hmm. than eliminating. So, a lot of learners. And I spoke to a really nice guy um, the other day, actually. And he said, I can't start my studies until um, this has gone out of my day. And I can't start my studies until this happens. And it was kind of a this or that scenario. And so I hear an awful lot that learners want to take something away from their daily routine. Mm. And by taking something away, now revision can fit in. Yes. But that's, that's craziness because equally it would be like saying, I'm going to take away lunchtime, and I'm not going to have lunch, and I'm now going to put revision in. You wouldn't say that. Because it doesn't work. Because it doesn't (laughs) work. You wouldn't tell me I'm going to take away my eight hours sleep tonight, and I'm going to put my revision in. So elimination is, is usually the thing I hear a lot when I talk to learners. Now, what I'm saying is add to your routine. And the first thought when I spoke to this guy on the phone was, you could hear down the phone, there was this set fear. <laughs> Phone's going off. You could hear this fear of I can't handle any more. I can't even fit my revision in, let alone more. But what I mean here is is adding a routine. Yes. A clear set routine. Clear get up times, wake-up times, clear night time, bed times. Clear breakfast, lunches, and dinners, clear times and days that you're gonna go to a gym. Put in the hours of your commute to work or dropping the kids at school or kids clubs or work um, meetings. And the more you diarise and schedule your week, the more you can find areas to place revision in. Otherwise, you get to the end of a week and you go, oh, damn, it's Friday again, no revision. And you beat yourself up and you. Learn to believe that your mojo was gone, but your mojo no. hasn't gone anywhere. You're just not giving yourself a chance. You're just to not giving it. yourself a chance to to actually get no. into it. So, add to your routine, and the, the one thing um, that we're adding is is that routine yeah okay
1: yeah absolutely so add a routine in
0: and and with that final point on adding a routine is what serves your body i know if i eat healthy i drink lots of water i have good night's sleep and i go and exercise to some degree um, i'm gonna feel good and if i feel good i'm more likely gonna Um, do my routine so do you mean
1: like not making a routine of lots of things that other people say you should put in it but just stuff that makes you feel good
0: that's a good point yeah definitely but i think more so what i'm trying to say is if i add my routine and have very clear and say right what picks me up what serves me if i feel good because i've trained and eaten i've ate my right food (laughs) and i've had good night's sleep and i've done the family thing whatever then if I feel good, I'm more likely to do other things. Yeah, nice. Okay, so add to your routine. Don't turn around and say, well, I I can't... In order to revise, I'm going to take away my gym session. In order to revise, I'm going to have to take away something. It's not the case, okay? Nice. So, number two. Number two is chat to people about losing your mojo
1: and about
0: how you feel and i love the fact that the, the, yeah. the two ladies and, and i won't mention names and 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 uh the guy that phoned me up uh, it's only tuesday in fact we're recording <laughs> this. it was yesterday <laughs> it feels like a, a week ago but it wasn't yeah. it was just yesterday phoned me up about this which is why we're doing the podcast they've inspired it actually just chatting to us about their lack of mojo allowed it to kind of lift a huge weight off their chest and find their mojo. And
1: it makes it feel okay, because you're like, I've lost my mojo and that's okay. It's not like you've then, I've lost my mojo, therefore I'm broken. Yeah, completely.
0: (laughs) And I'm not going to put the mojo into the, the same category of kind of mental health, of stress, anxiety or depression, but quite often anxiety, stress and overwhelm do crop up with hundreds of learners every week every month around their studies mm. so again those are just a, 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 I, i'm not gonna there's a stigma behind it i don't want to downplay them because i've experienced bit, you know huge levels of anxiety um not just even study but the, the, the point here is if you do experience those feelings and emotions they are just feelings and emotions and actually one way is to to Uh, eliminate them or or reduce those feelings is to talk to people talk about it talk about it I'd say it's
1: with most things and actually if it feels a little bit like a stigma and like you can't talk to Mm. your friends about it or your family about it or even other people on your course about it it's not about trying to talk about it to make yourself into this like downward spiral it's actually just to talk about it to make it real so you can accept it and move on completely yeah lovely so let's move on let's move on
0: it's not a shameless Number plug. No, I'm gonna. It's not a shameless plug here. But pick up the phone to student support and speak to Haley or I. Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you haven't got somebody that you feel that you could just kind of verbally throw this out there. <laughs> okay. Um, doesn't matter who 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 that is. Just pick up the phone. That's what we're here for. Student support's there whether you're with us or another provider. Number three. Okay. Um a woolly one here and it's something that I didn't do for many years yeah. and I was told to do it by my coach but kind of saw it as a bit woo-woo and it was daily mindfulness and again it a good comes one. back to adding to the routine as well of I go out for a walk every morning not very far it's about 15-16 minutes yeah. this morning Haley came with me we literally went eight minutes out eight minutes back okay it's nothing in the the rain as well
1: (laughs) in the rain in the
0: rain in in storm car or whatever the (laughs) name is okay but that time there was no phone no distractions and it just allowed me to kind of settle my thoughts feelings and emotions and go back to my routine for the day what is it that I'm aiming towards for the day, and that time and space was a perfect so place. So it helps for you it. set
1: up what you're going to do in the day.
0: Yeah, completely. But not like
1: I mean, do you formally go through like a checklist of questions, or is you it could just do?
0: I I don't want to. I think mindfulness is is personal to the person. Nice. If that's if that, that's a bit of a personal to the person, but mindfulness is whatever you want it to be. So mindfulness for. You could be walking, walking with dog. Let's use a couple of um, my um, one-to-one clients at the moment. Uh, one lad, um, his mindfulness is playing the guitar. Nice. Now, that's a stimulus and a stress in its own right, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> um, another guy likes to sit in his van and overlook for sea drinking a cup of coffee. Nice. Again, caffeine is a stressor, but for him, that's mindfulness. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be just going for a walk. It could just be sitting down, reading a book. It could be cooking. It could be clean. Whatever it is for you, find some space where you're not distracted because the day will run you otherwise. Yeah. And I think the key point here is about multitasking. And that mindfulness is a place to calm down any inner mind chatter take control of your now and think right what is it I want to do what how do I want this day to unfold and think about limiting multitasking
1: so i'm guessing there's no phone involved there's no beeps going off all the no, time No,
0: completely airplane mode on leave it in the car leave it in the house whatever you need to do and i appreciate that you know that, you know my, you might be listening to this going i it's all very well for you you don't have kids it doesn't have to be first thing in the morning and it could involve the kids yeah as simple as that, okay? Yeah. One thing I want to end this third point with is a quote, and I've got it on a massive, great big canvas in our, in our bedroom, and it says... <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> what does it say?
1: <laughs> it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. It's
0: about the journey. And we use this quote a lot. I think I've had a lot of people talk about easy. it. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Yet so many people who have, have lost their mojo are talking about the destination. It'll
1: be okay once it's over. Yeah, completely.
0: <laughs> and and actually, if you think about the, the dream of becoming a fitness professional, okay, that is the destination. Yet the actions you do day to day in the revision, in the study, in the learning, in the going to the gym, that is you being the best version of yourself as a fitness professional even though you're not qualified yet and so in actual fact you're living your dream right now yeah i love it okay because once you qualify you don't stop learning you don't just go our books are closed not going to do that anymore the point is around that quote the journey is the dream
1: and i suppose this daily mindfulness allows you to enjoy each day and enjoy that moment and actually enjoy the journey whereas rather than just going through this whole big chore before you get to the destination which hopefully will feel better
0: completely (laughs) And, and, and you know from personal experience on pretty much all areas of life when you do focus just on the destination you have this well I do I have this um set of thoughts, feelings and emotions of what it will feel like at the destination. And when I get there, I feel pleasantly upset the fact that the thoughts, feelings and emotions I thought were gonna be there aren't there. Bit
1: of an anticlimax. Massive (laughs) anticlimax. So
0: number four is mentoring. And we mentioned this already, Okay, that doesn't have to be through um, us. It could be for anybody. But it's actually having a coach, having somebody with you, alongside you, your wingman or wingwoman, that's got your six. Cheesy, eh? <laughs> but actually... Have you got them all in Yeah, there? got them all in there. <laughs> but actually allows them to push you. Yeah. Now, I, I'm i a very driven person, but actually when I, when I have a coach, and I've got a coach now, I'm more likely to take action because... A, I've got a little bit of skin in the game.
1: Yes, okay. what do you mean like in terms of paying? In terms to of be?
0: paying to, for them to be that person to push. But also, I've got skin in the game of them providing me messages and material and content.
1: They're expecting. A lot of people say to me that, Oh, I, it's only me. I'm only studying for me. There's nobody controlling it, so I don't have to do the tasks for anyone. <laughs> so they find that really hard. Nobody's checking up on but them. But
0: the person coaching you or mentoring you wants your goal is just as much as you, if not more. Yeah. I know the, the, the one-to-one revision people that I have at the moment, I want them to pass more than they want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: and so they feel that when they're on the call, yeah. when they're on the Zoom links, on the webinars. They feel that enthusiasm of like, we're I'm not done yet, we're not done yet, I want it just as much as them. And that holds them accountable.
1: Yes. Okay. So different ways of getting mentoring could be anything from like getting a coach, doing one-to-one coaching, having somebody that is your mentor. That could even be your tutor, for example.
0: But it could just be your best mate. It
1: could be your best mate. It's it somebody have to have to holding
0: pro- you accountable. That's yeah. the key here is turning around and having a weekly check-in ideally minimum of a weekly. Any beyond, yeah. thing beyond that is not enough.
1: Did you do um, what you'd say you did? Did
0: you do what you say you'd do and being unapologetic as a coach, I'm really unapologetic. Yes you are. Um <laughs> <laughs> on but you said you would do that, and I, you know, we come to. It's got to be smart. It's got to be agreeable. It's got to be realistic. But at the end of the day, what I said earlier, the only person that's going to save you or pull you out of this lack of mojo is you.
1: And I think the best coaches and mentors are those that don't take any BS. Like they don't take the excuses. Yeah. They don't take the reasons. They just go. I always open up results. the
0: first session. I always open up with, uh, "You can pay me in two ways. Uh. You can pay me with a reason." or a result.
1: Oh, nice. I like (laughs) it. Okay, cool. So
0: every session we start with, are we going reasons or results today?
1: And then they either have Uh, to give you a reason why they haven't done anything. Exactly. Or a result as as a
0: result of what they've done. Amazing. Number five. Number number five. five. Final one. Um, You've been in a course, you've been enrolled two, three years. There's this like end, no end date. And a lot of providers out there, you then have to kind of pay an extortionate amount of money to continue your studies because there's updates on the syllabus. And in order to keep you in the game of training, you've got to pay more. So you're even more invested. But number five is to have an end date, have a goal, have a deadline. And I think this is absolutely
1: key. It makes a huge difference, especially if you know there's a long time frame. We never
0: feel like we're ever going to be ready. We, we, We very rarely feel like... That we know everything, and you you won't.
1: And the conditions won't be perfect. The conditions
0: will never be perfect. But actually just saying, right, my exam is in eight weeks' time, boom, it's it's locked and loaded. You'll find your mojo bloody quick.
1: Yes, and actually <laughs> if you can't choose, I would say for exams, go to either four or eight weeks, depending yep. on what what you can do um and the nature courses, of the courses yeah. are
0: modular so go right i'm going to do my and i've got four weeks if you can book it like that then go and do your principles your nutrition another four weeks then go and book your attendance days and suddenly really with practical. deadlines yeah. with dates you're suddenly your back's against the wall but if you've not got anything booked there's no reason to ever start and days so become you won't weeks
1: and weeks become months and, and before you know it a whole year's gone
0: completely. by completely OK, and it, that, that is you holding yourself accountable and you pulling yourself out of this mojo. Because if you know your exam or your practical or your hand in for your LAP is in four weeks time or eight weeks time, you now know that a certain amount of action has to be taken. Um, at the end of the day, let's be real here. Let you know, Come closer, come closer. We're all lastminute.com people. We'd be liars if all we
1: weren't. I am really. We'd be like, li- we'd really all be am. like
0: Pinocchio. Like, it's like
1: whoop. it's like the the week before you go on holiday. Yeah. Suddenly, so much stuff exactly. gets done. Exactly.
0: So, so if you give yourself say sixteen weeks, you probably won't start till week eight. <laughs> if you give yourself twelve weeks, you probably won't start till week six.
1: And actually, that's just why in our Revision Mastery boot camps, we put our four and our eight yeah, weeks exactly. schedule in there. So you've got something that you've got exactly. to do every week. Um, But another thing that I was talking to a learner about, about their mojo was that this kind of encompasses everything. They were like, so if I get this right and I do all of these five steps we were just talking about and I overcome it and I actually get my mojo back and I complete it and I do my exams and I pass as a PT, I can use this advice with my clients when they lose their mojo? I was like, yes, but if you don't do oh, that, you can't use so it. So there's hidden,
0: <laughs> hidden benefits behind getting your mojo back.
1: And you could use these five tips to help your clients if yeah. you've already passed yeah, right now.
0: exactly. You could use these tips to get your mojo back. And and these five tips aren't just re- re- revolved around, uh, you know, studying for an exam or handing in your LAP. It could be that you've lost your mojo in your own training. Maybe you've lost the mojo in housework. Or getting <laughs> Maybe clients. Getting clients or or gardening like whatever it might be if if you've lost your mojo you've got five clear tips
1: should we do a quick rundown of the titles of them so
0: add not elim- uh don't eliminate number two um chat with peeps chat with other people uh number three daily mindfulness or weekly mindful mind- mindfulness number four mentor in and get a coach number five have a clear deadline Woo. Bam. with that said uh, make sure you uh, drop a review below if you're in iTunes yes
1: if you haven't already left us a review and do head so. over
0: to our Facebook for our daily mock questions at 10.30 get involved if you're not already in our parallel coaching in a circle on Facebook uh, the links are all in the show notes below and also if you're
1: watching on YouTube make sure you hit subscribe and, and drop a little comment below comment. about which of these five you're going to implement straight away
0: and we will see you on episode 27 see you later Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm
1: Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
0: We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
1: how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.